get right to Colin Scarola, equity analyst at CFRA. Thank you so much for being with us. So we want to talk all about the pent-up travel demand that folks are anticipating during the holidays. I mean, if you look, there's no cheap trips, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it seems to be a kind of a tale of two different markets for airlines. Uh, domestic leisure demand is really booming. I wouldn't be surprised if it's already above 2019 levels here in uh, mid-November. I think it's gonna go well above through the holiday season. Uh, but obviously a different story still for business and international travel. Well, let's start with the good news. The airlines and the holiday travel, the consumer is feeling hot, spending, getting out there. Um, when you look at the airlines, do you think that something like Love might do better because it's more domestic? Or is it the international players trying to get to the Caribbean or whatever? Um, as far as the holiday and leisure travel, tell me a little bit about the airlines and what the good news is. Yeah, I think companies like Southwest, like Alaska, JetBlue, the ones that are historically focused more on the domestic leisure traveler, they're certainly going to be closer to a, a pre-pandemic earnings level this quarter than United, American, Delta. But that's not to say that uh, those major airlines won't also be doing better because they've, all three of them have really built out their schedules to focus more on domestic leisure travel during the pandemic. So they'll they'll be able to capture this sort of resurgent domestic traveler as well. And I think a big part of it right. is it's not only the pent up demand that people haven't been able to travel everywhere they wanted to for a while. It's also, you know, the employment numbers, the the wages now. People are people who are working, they're generally making more than they were Know, a year, two years ago with the rising wages. So I think a lot of that's flowing. It's kind of an extra tailwind with the pent up demand to get back in the air again. Yeah. And at the same time, that exact story could be a headwind, right? When you talk about a tight labor market and having to pay more and get flight attendants and baggage handlers and many others who need to get the plane from point A to point B, um, finding staff is difficult, I'm sure. Jet fuel has not been this expensive since 2014. And as you noted, Colin, they're, they're not getting the business travelers back, at least not so fast. Right. So uh, the, the inflationary pressure is especially acute on the labor costs. So we saw in Q3 already, a lot of the airlines labor expenses were already coming in line with 2019, even with the schedules they're flying significantly lower still. So that tells you how bad the, the labor inflation is. And that explains uh, those major disruptions we've seen over the summer and fall, whether it's Spirit, American, uh, Southwest. You know, trying to get back to a 2019 level operating schedule when your labor force is still significantly smaller, it creates major problems. And we've, so we've seen them now trying to correct and they're keeping their schedules a little smaller than 2019. But some of the we, good news oh, on inflation, yeah, I yeah. think. Uh, well, I was going to say, should we expect to see lower numbers overall? I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just I'm curious because Delta last month said the fuel prices are going to weigh on the bottom line. Frontier Airlines forecasts a loss. Um, November 10th, we're up 25 percent from three months earlier as far as jet fuel. 
So do, should we expect that these airlines will come in with lower numbers overall, and could that hurt the stocks? Well, it's amazing how fast things can change. So just go a month back to mid-October, uh, oil was pushing $85 per barrel. All of a sudden, you know, you had the airlines adjusting to that with their guidance and forecasting uh, much lower margins for Q4 and 2022. Now, all of a sudden, oil is down to 78, 79 a barrel. And uh, so it's about a 10% drop in the oil price in the last month. And a, a big part of that is you've seen drilling activity pick up uh, big time from September to October. So energy producers are responding to those high prices. So we do think that, you know, it's changed rapidly. It could go the other way again. We don't know for sure. But we do think the market is starting to find some balance on oil. So we think that's going to be less of a headwind than was thought just a month ago. And then where does Boeing fit in this? Boeing is one's big 737 MAX orders in uh, Dubai, right? The Boeing story, obviously, a big one at that. Um, Airbus still dominates that show, but I, I think people viewed that as some good news for Boeing, right? Yeah, certainly getting, uh, getting a foothold in a, a huge growth potential market like India is a very good thing for Boeing. But I think the, the positive reaction in Boeing in this week, it's really less about that air show. It's more about the regulatory news out of China. So they kind of gave their first hint that they're feeling comfortable with the 737 MAX flying in the Chinese market again. So that's a market that that's where up to 25% of Boeing deliveries were going prior to the MAX crashes. So you really can't have a healthy, thriving Boeing again until the Chinese market is back open to them. And my, my take on this last week with Boeing stock trades is really that that's the key driver. It's, it's less about the orders coming in at the Dubai Air Show, much more about reopening that Chinese market. I think that's, that's going to be a huge win for them. And it yeah. looks like it's around the corner now. All right, Colin, thank you so much. Great to chat with you about all of this. Colin Scarola of CFRA, thank you, thank you very, very much. A good look there at the airlines. People will be flying domestically. How about some ski trips, not just hot trips, right?